Hello and welcome to this week's episode of We Know WeHo. This is episode 29th for the week of November 4th election week. I am your host, Tracy Paso, and I'm here this week with my guest host, once again, Maxine Tatlonghari. Hi, Maxine. Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Did you even ask me how, if I'm okay, if I'm good? <laughs> I think yeah, I'm, always. I think I'm walking around in a fog. I know, right? Well, um, as I mentioned, it is election week um, and um, lots going on. You know, things may be boarded up, but um, businesses are still open for business here in West Hollywood. Um, Maybe next week we'll have Lauren um, come in as a as a guest or come back as (laughs) with a quick recap on what's happening. Uh, It looks like we've got some movement and some changes that are happening locally here in the West Hollywood City Council. um, And she can bring us up to speed on some of the initiative next week. Um, But in the interim, let's you know, last week was Halloween. Um, And I don't know, Maxine, I don't think that you and I got the memo that Halloween was canceled in West Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) That's only like, I mean, I think West Hollywood uh, Halloween is actually bigger than in terms of number of people than Pride. I don't know, either one of those shuts down my streets because I live right below Santa Monica. Um, So I I did, I missed the crowds. I I miss the energy. I miss the cray cray. And, um, you know, in true Tracy fashion, I got a text message that said, be ready in your costume. I'm picking you up at five. (laughs) (laughs) And I showed up in the convertible and I had a Halloween playlist and we headed to Beverly Hills. (laughs) (laughs) And we took some Instagram photos and just had our own Halloween parade by ourselves in um, the red convertible and then we stopped by you know this was big for me um the spooky la boheme they really did a good job with some of the fun decor and i thought it was really cute that their manager had them all dressed up in like flapper outfits um and we had Mm -hmm. we had some happy hour I know we did. Well, that, and that was your first experience at Labo. And we've been talking a lot about what's been going on at Labo here on the podcast. Yeah, I think it was, they did a really good job on the outdoor and we had a nice corner, like right on the street. So it had some of that street mm-hmm. energy. And then Tracy surprised me with um, a whole little Halloween spread. So why don't you tell people what happened so that if they're planning a little, you know, party of some kind I've just you pulled together so many cute elements so that could translate to other stuff well I have fun I think Halloween is definitely my favorite (laughs) um, holiday and we did have a a a little bit of a meltdown in the car on Saturday um, where we were tired of this COVID thing and we're like I want the streets to close and I want to party but you know we did not do that we did not go to the Abbey we came home and we were safe um, yes. And I went thematic. I was inspired by some of our mentions <laughs> last week in our podcast and some of the creative cocktails that were going on. And, um, instead of going to conservatory for their jello shots, I created a, a jello shot here at home, <laughs> which was fun. That was so fun. That's like, that just brings me back to college and, um, you know, doing jello shots. It was just very retro. I loved it. Yeah. I got a lot of DMS in my Insta cause I did put that on Instagram. I was like, oh, I want they were so fun they're just like silly and they were vodka filled so they got the job done too Mm -hmm. yeah and then uh, I wandered over to the Beverly Connection to Marshall's which always has some 
so many great home goods in there and everything, you know, is, is very safe and socially distanced and all that kind of stuff. And I got some cute little copper mugs and we made uh, our own version of Moscow mules. Uh, and then uh, I, um, I also cooked up some of my famous uh, ribs and we enjoyed those as we watched uh, interview with a vampire. Yeah, so with a vampire, mm -hmm. Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. and I'm still finding feathers, Maxine, from um, your costume around my house and throughout the walkway. Yes, I, 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 was, I channeled a raven warrior queen um, with this great cape I found on Amazon. So why I have a warrior princess cape um, from, you know, in my closet, you know, I love a costume. So I think yeah, we're all like that. Yeah. And I have to say with the Moscow Mule, you did have a secret ingredient of those candied oranges from Trader Joe's. Mm, yeah. Thank you. Well, that was just kind of like on the fly. Yeah. So thank you. That definitely did kind of make it really drink. did. So yeah, I actually just made a, a delicious lentil soup and I had two of those and I threw them in and man, those really made the difference. So I love yeah, that. It's a good secret ingredient from Trader Joe's. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen those there before. We are so excited today. We have a really special guest here on We Know We Hope this week's episode. And I just, you know, when I think about this guest, our next guest here um, and where we kind of fit him in. Um, he really covers the gamut from like food and fashion and neighborhood. So I think it's just great that we kick off our podcast this week um, with Nick Remedio. And Nick is a seasoned hospitality veteran who brings 25 years of industry experience as a general manager of Lapeer Hotel, which is located in the design district of West Hollywood. Since its opening in January of 2018, Lapeer has garnered several major awards from publications such as Condé Nast and Travel and Leisure and is West Hollywood's only starred hotel by Forbes Travel, securing a four-star award for both 2020 and 2021 in addition to a triple A four diamond. In his role at Lapeer Hotel, Nick oversees all hotel activities, including personnel, operations, guest relations, sales, and business development. Previous positions include hotel manager at L'Hermitage Beverly Hills, hotel manager at the Avalon Beverly Hills, director of food and beverage at Carmel Valley Ranch, and general manager for the late iconic chef Charlie Trotter at his restaurant at the Palazzo Las Vegas, as well as assistant general manager in Chicago. In his free time, Nick enjoys volunteering for several civic organizations in addition to caring for his four-legged best canine friend, Chandler. He is in his second year as chair of the West Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, as well as the chair of the West Hollywood Design District, secretary of the West Hollywood Travel and Tourism Board, member of the Beverly Hills Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors, and a member of both the West Hollywood Chamber of Commerce PAC and the Beverly Hills Chamber of Commerce PAC. Lastly, he is proud to be a member of Forbes Travel's Standards Advisory Committee, which is comprised of 20 luxury hospitality leaders from around the world. Welcome to We Know WeHo, Nick Remedio. Hello, Tracy and Maxine. How are you? We are good this morning. How are you, my friend? Great. Great, great. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning, and uh, the sun is shining, and uh, I'm hopeful for um, some positive election results that we saw last night. I know. Well, let's start with the election. First of all, I mean, you at the Lapeer, Nick, you're such a, I've known you for a couple of years now, so you, you know, before the Lapeer opened, um, you know, we first started our friendship and um, you had just, you're so integrated into the community. And when I heard that the Lapeer was offering um, early voting up on the rooftop, 
it just melted my heart. So I just wanted to say thank you on behalf of like the community um, and offering up your hotel for that. That's such a a beautiful thing that you did um, there at the hotel. Oh, no, thank you. I mean, it was so much fun. And, um, you know, we got an invitation from our corporate office. Um, You know, basically, if if any hotels in the country were interested in hosting a polling station, then I was like, absolutely. Like, why the heck not? That could be like freaking awesome. And why not doing it on a, on a roof um, with the best views, uh, you know, anywhere. And so it's like one of those things where, um, you know, it's like eating food. If you have like a really amazing dish, it's always better to share it with friends. And <laughs> at this hotel, we've got so many amazing things to share. I love to share it with our neighborhood and our community. So the, mm-hmm. the voting was so much, so much fun. It was great. I have, well, did you- I have to say, I actually went there yesterday morning at seven, right when you opened on election day and voted. Um, I loved the state of the art uh, terminals that you had there. It was definitely socially distanced and in, in true LaPierre fashion, you had a piece of relevant art for us to look at as we waited in line. <laughs> so I appreciated all the detail. Absolutely. No, that was by James Peter Henry. We wanted to you know, offer some interactive art um, that was representative of obviously election day, but also here at the hotel. Oh, that's cool. And I bet there were a lot of people, Nick, that came there that probably have never, ever been to the Lapeer Hotel or know that um, we have this beautiful hotel in the West Hollywood Design District. You know, it, we're coming up on our um, our third anniversary in January, if you can believe it, Tracy, because I remember when we first met at Verve Coffee, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, almost four years ago. And, you know, the answer is yes. I mean, I, everyone knows Craig's and Gracias Madre. Um, you know, our location has always been, you know, really my favorite part about the property. Um, and, but not everyone knows that just a half a block up is, is Lapeer. So um, it definitely was a great way for us to, to meet new friends and to invite people to come in. And uh, it was really a seamless pro- uh, process. I had to tip my hat uh, and then some to LA County um, Board of Elections. They did a phenomenal job with the team that they had here. Yeah. I mean, I remember when that hotel was being built, everyone, and it's like, I, every time I would drive down Melrose and I would look down the street, I'm like, are you sure there's a hotel that's being built there? You know, I would have to like literally drive down Lapeer just to make sure. Um, Cause it was like such a seamless project. Um, and it's just so beautifully integrated um, into everything there in the design district. I have to say one of my favorite moments was Nick, the sneak peek you gave me with a hard hat tour. So um, that ability to see where it was uh, when we stood on that roof, looking at that amazing view and what that roof has evolved into is, is uh, really remarkable. I remember that, uh, Maxine, and that's still um, that corner of, of the rooftop is a is a back of house area. So it's not for, um, you know, for the general public, <laughs> but it still has it still has my favorite views because you really get to see you know, Robertson and Melrose and really how interconnected everything is, which is, you know, I, I think part of the DNA, part of the heart and soul of, of West Hollywood's design district and frankly, the city itself. Well, you know, I love some VIP access. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Lapeer is definitely one of um, my Maxine's favorites um, pre-COVID. Um, I was definitely um uh, a very frequent guest over there, not only for uh, my meetings, but also for happy hour in that beautiful patio area. Um, so Nick, let's like jump right into it. Um, I mean, even before um, COVID, you know, you had 
you were starting to do some really amazing things with the space as far as what you're offering. And it's, it's beautifully uh, designed by, by Gula. Um, and now, you know, with, with COVID, um, I know that the Lapeer has been one of those hotels that has kind of, um, you know, similar to the Andaz, um, has kind of like reimagined and, and brought in a lot um, other services. And when I went over there a couple of weeks um, for the Sush offering, um, I was just blown away by the transformation of the hotel. So could you talk us talk to us just a little bit about that and that process and kind of how, um, you know, a, a couple of those things came together, you know, from like um, Oliveta and that beautiful art studio conversion, which is, I think, my favorite in Sush and, and all that. Absolutely. I, I mean, you, you're right, Tracy. I mean, our our mission from day one was to be of service to to the neighborhood, to be an anchor uh, of the community, a place where people could come and, and gather. You know, we were never one of those places where, you know, we asked for your hotel key at the door or else you couldn't come in. Um, it was always about welcoming people in, whether it was in the living room or in the backyard. It was, you know, supposed to be inclusive of that and, and that place where you could have great conversation or work, you know, make it your office for the day. And so that was, you know, very at the, at the our core. Um, and so when COVID happened, you know, it was obviously um, devastating as, you know, we had to, you know, board up the hotel and, and, you know, there were only about five of us left. We were running the hotel essentially like a bed and breakfast mm -hmm. and laid off about 98% of our, of our team. And, and, these are people that I've hired, you know, from day one, or they joined us along the way. So it was very, um, it was, you know, very difficult. And it was, you know, wandering around the property late at night. And it was like the shining. Mm -hmm. um, I was looking for a, a tennis ball to throw up against <laughs> the wall sometimes. And it was kind of in those moments of thinking like in that uncertainty, because I, I managed through nine 11, I managed through the great recession in 08 and 09. And, and those were extremely traumatic and difficult experiences, but you knew that there was going to be some light, you know, around the corner. Uh, whereas, you know, in March of this year, as we all know, I mean, it was just, you didn't know what was going to happen, um, how long it was going to take. And, and we're still in that kind of very foggy, hazy process. So, you know, kind of feeling that frustration and, and feeling a little bit of that fear, um, you know, the, the pivot for me mentally was, you know, just figuring out how the heck we were going to um, continue that mission to be of service to the neighborhood. And, you know, I'm so fortunate, um, you know, in my role as chair of the West Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, uh, you know, we were on multiple calls every week with our city, uh, led by Paul Aravalo and his team. The communication was second to none, um, you know, first with uh, Mayor um, at that time, John D'Amico and then uh, Lindsay Horvath took over as mayor and has done a, a you know a, just a stellar job. The communication between the business community and the city um, really was exemplary. And in that, I started hearing stories of people who were shutting down, who were being displaced, and that kind of you know um, gave me some ideas. You know, we had a lot of empty spaces here at the hotel. We had a lot of businesses that, that were being impacted. And so some of those relationships really came forward, you know, the first being uh, Gavin Kiley, uh, who I collaborated with, you know, uh, for a number of gifting suite events here at Lapeer, but also at my previous mm -hmm. hotel at, at Lamertage in Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. You know, a few people know Gavin was uh, almost a 20 year veteran of those 
um, ultra luxury premier gifting lounges for, you know, the Oscars and the Grammys, um, Golden Globes. And so his business was devastated. And, you know, we had uh, brainstormed some months prior about uh, how amazing would it be if we could create a, a retail experience uh, here at the hotel, basically a hotel gift store um, that was based off of his gifting lounge idea mm, and something really, I love that. really unique. And, and then, you know, he came back to me and said, you know, I think this was in April and he said, well, I still love the idea, but there's no way I can do it. My business is devastated and um, it's just not feasible. And I said, but why not? And so we figured out a way through just doing a, a, a percentage rent and then working with his, vendors to do things on consignment so we could get the what became known as the gbk brand bar um, off the ground and that opened on june 1st uh, right around the same time that um, our resident artist james peter henry um, opened up his uh, studio in what was one of our meeting rooms um, ironically mm -hmm. called the drawing room mm -hmm. and james was an original here at the hotel. He worked in Viale, uh, De Romani, the restaurant, as a server. Mm, and, love uh, that. Wow. Yeah, no, it's true. And um, and then, you know, I gradually became aware of his art first in the restaurant, and then through some other exhibits that we, he would do. He would also do some of the um, painting in the lobby that we had in our second year. Um, and, you know, he came to me um, and, and, you know, he was looking for a gallery or studio and we did the same thing. Um, then you have, you know, Dog Pound. We had a really close relationship with Dog Pound, the, the private training fitness facility just on the other side of Robertson from us. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. And their trainers in New York. And this was heartbreaking. Like they were living in like 250 square foot studios in the city like locked in there they couldn't go out they couldn't do anything and when the pandemic hit i had said to kirk myers the owner i'm like if, if you need anything just let me know let's for any of your trainers i don't want them to be you know cooped up and so in the middle of may we got five of them who who moved out from new york uh for what was going to be a temporary assignment and most of them are staying um, mm. and that was really heartwarming to bring them into the hotel and Obviously, we have a lot of outdoor space here. They were doing a ton of training from our rooftop virtually. Um, mm -hmm. We were even doing sessions in our driveway, which was really incredible. Um, and so um, it's been, you know, an adventure uh, to be sure. And it just keeps on kind of snowballing, um, you know, from our other pop-ups that we've had, whether that's with Saved by the Barber, which is a really cute story. And then, of course, Olivetta. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, everyone yes. talks about Olivetta. You know, Mylene just celebrated her birthday up there with the grilled octopus and um, really loving the DJ that is playing at night. Um, tell us a little bit about that pop-up. Jamie also mentioned it. It's really, I think... The place. Oh, yeah. Jamie the place. Adler <laughs> <raved about Yeah>. it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, a few people know that um, Olivetta, um, which opened on Melrose, in late December of last year, they did all of their pre-opening in, in the lobby of our hotel. Uh, hmm. They were there for the previous four months. I mean, I want to say late summer through the fall, they were meeting in the lobby almost every day. And so we got to know uh, the gang very well. Uh, they did all of their uh, interviews on property. Uh, we had all of their pre-training on property on the rooftop before they could get into the restaurant. 
you know, I was fortunate to go uh, to some of the opening nights. And, and so it was a, a restaurant, that, you know, from day one that we were cheering on uh, as a neighbor. And I was really blown away by the great job that they did. Because um, usually restaurants are, are like babies. You know, when they're born, they're, uh, there's uh, a lot of crying and a lot of angst. Uh, there's occasional <laughs> flashes of brilliance. And then sometimes you wonder why you did this. And, and Olivetta was kind of an exception to me in the sense that they were, I mean, the food and the service were really spectacular, I thought, from, from day one. And so um, it was a, just a big fan. And they have zero outdoor space. Um, so, you know, over the summer, um, you know, thanks to the city, we were able to get temporary dining, dining permits, uh, both on the rooftop as well as the pool. Um, and I was able to remove uh, the fence separating the pool area from a patio area that had been dormant. Um, and then connected with Olivetta uh, to where we came up with the, um, you know, the Olivetta outdoors here at Lapeer, you know, on vacation, if you will, which was, mm -hmm. you know, originally only going to be, you know, from the middle of August through the end of October. Um, but the response has really been overwhelming. Um, you know, they were operating Thursday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday through Saturday, um, and it just was magical from the poolside dining to the rooftop. Um, and so I'm really excited to share that we've extended that relationship another six months and they'll be with us through the beginning of May. And so we're in the final stages of procuring tents for the entire backyard to protect all of the dining that we have, as well as that rooftop. Mm -hmm. So we can keep, you know, one, some great um, energy and, uh, vibrance uh, to the neighborhood and keep that going through the, the colder months. But secondly, you know, they've got about 50 employees, um, you know, plus a few of ours that we're able to keep going. Uh, otherwise they would be, they would be unemployed as there's not a whole lot of uh, alternatives right now. Mm, well, I have been meaning to get over there and um, book a table. I've had a, a couple of friends um, that have dined over there around the poolside and just uh, said there's some amazing things. I haven't had a chance to, I didn't have a chance to eat at Olivetta um, after it opened. Um, you know, it was, um, so I'm going to have to get over there and, and check that out. I've heard nothing that was but good things. Yeah, that was actually um, the I, ladies who lunch spot or dine or happy hour that Jamie, Tracy, and I talked about <laughs> having a, girl, a girl's yes. night or afternoon out. <laughs> Yes. But Nick, I have to ask too about the sushi pop-up sush. Um, cause I have experienced that and I have to tell you, um, I think I had, I had two hand rolls and that sushi was insane. So who is spearheading that sushi pop-up for you and how long are they going to be continue to be there at the Lapeer? So, um, chef Ryan, uh, it was a, uh, is a friend of Jasmine with GBK brand bar. And she introduced him to us uh, very early on. And, and you know, Sushi, which became his brand Sush, which I just, I love the name. Uh, mm -hmm. he, he trained for and, and worked for years uh, with Chef Nobu uh, and was attached to a project that was going to open in New York. Um, and then when the pandemic happened, obviously, that was the end of that. And so uh, it was, uh, you know, very fortuitous when we met. Um, and, and Brian has been doing Sush um, on, you know, afternoons and weekends, um, you know, primarily daytime, you know, I want to say since June or July. Um, and so he's been such a great addition. So we're 
currently brainstorming on how we can bring Sush to, you know, some evenings. Um, you know, Olaveta is going to expand and take Tuesdays. So there'll be Tuesday through Saturday, at least for the time mm-hmm. being. So we're uh, talking to Brian now to figure out how we may be able to do Sush um, evenings on Sundays and Mondays and, and alongside a few other, um, you know, pop-ups that we want to do during the winter and spring. Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask you, that's a, one, one of the questions here on my list. Um, I don't know if you can share with us like some upcoming uh, things that you have planned for the holidays, something for us to look forward to, or like for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I don't know if, you, if there's anything you could share with us as a little sneak peek um, that's going to be happening there at the Lapeer. Well, we're, we're working on a concept and it's not quite done yet, so I don't have too many details, but um, we're working on a, a Friendsgiving uh, concept that we'll um, hear, have here you know, on Thursday, November 26th. We're also looking to do a, a program where um, you know, we know that travel is going to be difficult for a lot of people, so they may not be able to get home to their families like they, they used to. So mm-hmm. um, we'll be putting in a program where um, you know, family members from afar could buy you a, a Thanksgiving dinner here at Lapeer, um, whether you want to dine here if you wanted to go home or to your own home. Um, and we'll give a, a percentage of those proceeds to uh, No Kid Hungry, which is a, a great corporate um, initiative where we support this charity uh, through Kempton Hotels and Resorts. Um, so we're excited about that. We'll make sure that there's you know some good fun for Thanksgiving because again, Thanksgiving happens to be my personal favorite holiday, and, mm-hmm. and what has made it special, you know, in my adult years is is being with my friends and the people that have be, you know. The, the family that you choose. And so we're looking forward to, to, you know, finding a socially distant and responsible way to make sure that people can have a great time here for Thanksgiving. I think mm, it takes on I another level too, with the difficulty people will have in, in getting home to their families. Um, I think West Hollywood is definitely about the family you choose, but even for those that would want to celebrate that in a traditional way, you know, we just don't have those kind of options now. Absolutely. And then, you know, we're exploring what New Year's Eve is going to look like. Um, and then kind of going into the, to the new year, um, you know, I'm excited again, it's in the early stages of formation, but, um, we were looking at another pop-up for breakfast and lunch that could be very exciting. That has a, a really strong focus on, on wellness, um, uh, where we really focus on fresh ingredients and, and how do you align your diet into your fitness plans and do so in a way that we could, you know, serve here um, you know, in our courtyard, uh, and around the pool on the weekends for, for a brunch. That's, that's another one that I'm excited about. And then lastly, um, we're looking at a, uh, a comedy night, um, where we would have a, a, a comedian, you know, behind the pool, if you will, um, or two, and then a way for us to, again, socially distant and, and to gather, but something where, again, I, I think we, we all could use a few more laughs in our life and, and this would be a way to do that. Yeah, well, I know. I've seen some uh, amazing um, acoustic performances um, there um, and I'm ho- I don't know where the city is, honestly. Um, maybe I'll update for us, you know, on that live entertainment as far as like allowing just one comedian or like one person acoustically uh, in a space because it just it adds so much um, 
and you've got so many great nooks and spaces um, from around the pool and the courtyard. And of course, that beautiful rooftop there for um, Nick, can I make a request? <laughs> if you're if you're conceptualizing pop-ups, um, you know, my birthday's in February and I love Valentine's Day because I love love. And I know we're all Francophiles on this on this call here. So maybe there's a pop-up you could do around like macarons or French desserts and bubbles. Something like that. <laughs> if I'm requesting maybe something like that for Valentine's Day. Well, you don't have too far to go, Nick, because Bottega Louis is supposed to be opening next week with a wonderful macarons. Well, Maxine, I, I love that idea. Um, unintended, <laughs> and I think that's definitely something that we can we can do. And, and you know, perhaps offline we can brainstorm a bit further on how we can bring some added sweetness. Yeah, it's like a bubbly brunch with macarons and a French theme. I know you have that whole salon and je pense en bonne idée. <laughs> Great, Nick, that the Lapeer continues kind of to be, you know, the heart of the West Hollywood design district there. And, um, you know, I know kind of on, on Robertson, uh, a few of our favorite restaurants um, have been closed and it looks like they're getting, you know, Surgis recently opened. Of course, uh, you know, the anticipation of Bottega Louis opening up, um, you know, I think uh, it looks like maybe Pump is opening up as well. Um, and then, you know, the expansion of Gracias Madre. And I know that you're a huge fan of Gelato Festival. Those guys are absolutely wonderful. Um, so it's so nice to see that, you know, you guys are continuing really to be kind of the heart of the, the design district there is, you know, we kind of see a lot of the more, um, you know, as I head down Melrose and some of the higher end retail shops are, you know, um, giving up their spaces. Um, so uh, it, it's nice that you're an anchor there. Well, I mean, I'm just so proud, I mean, of our neighborhood. I mean, you mentioned Gelato Festival. Uh, Gabri is getting ready to do three separate dates for his international gelato competition um, with three different slates of chefs who are going to uh, fly in to compete. Obviously, it won't be a, a festival or a public event like it has been in, in previous years. Um, but those are um, there are three different dates. I want to say the 17th and 18th of November and then January 2nd, I'm sorry, December 2nd and 3rd. And then I think the 8th and 9th, um, stay tuned to Gab or to gelato festival um, for those dates. Cause I, I may be off on those, but I mean, you just like uh -huh. look around I mean, look what Craig, uh, has done at, at Craig's and building, you know, the dining room, outdoor dining room in what was an employee parking lot. I mean, I was mm -hmm. totally inspired by how quick he was to pivot in such a meaningful way and to keep his team alive. Um, that he's done just brilliantly. And then, you know, Carrie and, and everyone at Gracias Madre, um, you know, they've done a, a superb job. Um, Sarah at Chaconis, uh, mm -hmm. the way that they transformed that driveway into just a beautiful cobblestone. I mean, who knew? I mean, you do kind of feel like you're in Europe uh, off of a piazza uh, when you're at, in that outdoor zone at Chaconis now. And so I think that, you know, the, the silver lining, if you will, and what keeps me inspired is, is that this incredibly dark and difficult time um, has, has really created the opportunity to bring the best out of all of us. And that's what I'm so mm -hmm. proud of the design district in doing because you could just see so many uh, incredible examples in every, in every corner of the district. And, and if I, I missed anyone, I know that I have. I mean, just keep on exploring you know, Robertson, Melrose, and Beverly, and, and you'll find more of those stories.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, you know, in West Hollywood, I was just thinking about that as you were mentioning that, you know, I just kind of take it for granted that um, cities have business improvement districts and it probably makes it a lot easier, you know, for you guys to collaborate being, um, a, you know, a consolidated business improvement district and having all of those, um, you know, major uh, restaurateurs um, on the, you know, as part of the design district board and working together to help businesses um you know, uh, just collaborate and give ideas and work with the city as opposed to, you know, just not perhaps being part of a bid. Um, do you, I, don't, I don't know. I just kind of, that, that just kind of, my, that must be uh, one, another great upside to, to um, that West Hollywood design district bid. No, absolutely. It is. And it's um, just the interconnectivity is what I would say. And then, you know, it really kind of um, leads to, you know, the greater chamber of commerce, you know, that Genevieve has really done such a, uh, an amazing job this year in holding everything together. And she's on every call and, you know, we just did a ribbon cutting, uh, believe it or not distanced, um, this past Sunday on November 1st for a new salon that was opening up on, uh, on La Brea, um, state of the city's coming up. Uh, that I'm so excited about where we're going to hear the story of what the city has done. Uh, during these difficult times, really being a model city, I think, uh, for many others to follow. And so, uh, you know, again, this has really brought out the the best of us. And, and it makes me even more proud and inspired to to be a part of this community. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, is the Creative Business Awards going to happen this year virtually well? Well, as the chair of the Special Events Committee, <laughs> um, I think, you know, we're, <laughs> we're all figuring out what's best for the community. Um, we love the Creative Business Awards because we mm-hmm. are such a creative community. And um, as our fearless leader, Nick and Genevieve will figure that out. Is there anything you can leak to us right now, Nick? I think we're uh, we're still looking at, um, I don't think that we're going to see that event um, this year. I think State of the City is going to be our focus. Um, but mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, Maxine, that with you know, with your innovation and ideas, I think that, you know, we'll hopefully be looking at something in, in Q1 uh, to do, but, um, you know, it's really trying to find the best format and the way that we want to celebrate our businesses. And also I think timing that with, with where we're at in the recovery yeah. process, I think is also, is also. Yeah, I think important. that that's just such a great testament to the fact that our business community has been able to pivot so quickly and work so closely with the city to um, balance the needs of residents, which we are, and the business community, and then making sure that everyone's safe in a lot of the challenges that we've had. And we've been able to move pretty fast. So uh, I think that people looking at West Hollywood as a model city in our response to this um, makes a lot of sense. Totally agree. So Nick, you've mentioned mm-hmm. some of your favorite spots. Um, I know you work at a dog pound. Tell us a little bit about that and any of your other current crushes in the neighborhood. I know that you've got so many, but just sort of what's bubbling to the top of your mind right now. Sure. Uh, so dog pound is definitely where I go to work out. Uh, the one-on-one fitness training is, is second to none. Uh, the dog pound trainers, uh, too many to name. Uh, but led by Kirk Myers, their owner, um, they bring you know an incredible expertise on fitness, but it's really their heart. And and because it's not you're not just buying packages with an individual trainer, you're working out with the entire team when you go into their package program, and so you're benefiting from everyone's individual expertise and approach. 
but because you work out with everyone when you're there, everyone's cheering you on. And it just, it just creates this aura of, of, of positivity that just radiates and, and holds through. And it's the spirit of dog pound. I think that inspires you not just while you're in the facility, but when you're out of the facility as well, um, you know, shopping, uh, there's so many great places to shop. Um, John Barbados is definitely the one that always gets me <laughs> in trouble. Um, I don't know if it's, I mean, the clothing's amazing. Um, at, at least pre COVID, they also always found a way to slip me a glass of tequila with a couple <laughs> cubes, which would somehow, <laughs> somehow, uh, keep that shopping drive going. Um, but, uh, Jonathan, the general manager there and, and the whole team, they've always been incredible. And honestly, they're one of the, the original, um, anchors, if you will, for the design district. They've been there since 2000 or 2001. Um, you know, I, for dining, it's just, I don't have to walk very far. You know, I've had so many great experiences at Chaconi's. Craig's is just a, a personal favorite. I can't wait until we get indoor dining back because I miss that bar. It's a, like it's crazy. a good, dark, sexy and bar. Yeah, give in. me that. <laughs> it just is. I mean, my favorite time to go in there was at 5.30 and then, you know, take a corner seat, grab a martini and do some appetizers. And it just was a great, great way in addition to, you know, having some other great celebrations. Um, you know, Gracias Madre with their margaritas and, and happy hour continues to be a great outdoor place to go. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I've loved Oliveta. So it's, it's fantastic that they're, they're literally in my backyard. So um, that's been that's been great too. Um, and then gelato festival, you know, not to be a broken record, but they've got so many great flavors. <laughs> I'm not a vegan person at all. Um, you know, I love my red meat and, and white As meat. Do we. Matter. But I, I, but I, I, their vegan gelato is exceptional. It's made with oat milk, their dairy gelato, the traditionals outstanding. They carry all of the, you know, the world winning, uh, recipes from these chefs who've competed over the last 11 years. Um, and then, you know, just kind of venturing out a little further crossroads, speaking of vegan, uh, or plant-based is, is my favorite plant-based restaurant, Scott Jones. Uh, the chef there is a, is a, a dear friend of mine and it, it's just a place that never disappoints. Um, if I keep going about my favorite places, I, I you could probably <laughs> be on for an hour. Uh, so <laughs> I just, I think that's, what's great about West Hollywood is, is that for a two square mile city, we have so many amazing options and places to go to, to support each other. I mean, even SOL, the new, uh, uh, coffee place that, uh, David, um, from EPLP, uh, opened down on Melrose is an amazing yeah. breakfast spot, coffee spot. He's Australian. Australians know coffee. Um, I just, I love that place too. And what a little jewel that is and it, that, that just opened I, yeah that's I literally five year. minutes for me door to door mm -hmm. walking <laughs> walking yeah. yeah well and then you've got you know um you have uh bottega louis opening up next week nick just uh you know still in west hollywood not in the west hollywood design district but just uh kind of a half a block away um and another beautiful space i've been able to peek in and see there uh i don't know if the back patio area is going to be open. Um, but what a beautiful space. And it's just, you know, when I think about how small the city is of that 1.9 square miles, we do have a lot of variety, um, you know, in our hotels, as well as in our restaurants here. And I just feel so blessed. And I don't know, I just kind of it's hard for me 
Um, and I, we've mentioned this before. It's like hard for us to, you know, get out of West Hollywood because we have so many amazing different things here. Um, and you know, I want to let our, our vacationers and our staycationers know when, when Nick talks about literally doesn't have to go far. All of those places he mentioned are within like three minutes of the hotel. Um, so you have a lot of options if you plan to just mm-hmm. come and do a, a weekend in WeHo or a night in WeHo. There's a lot to do right there. You don't have to you don't even have to get in your mm-hmm. car again. That's the magic of it, yeah. honestly. Then that's what gives West Hollywood, you know, truly that I would say very metropolitan and cosmopolitan European feel is, is that you have so much within walking distance. You know, you never put walkable <laughs> in L.A. in the same mm-hmm. sentence until you get to West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it kind of, you know, people have talked about maybe what that vision of, you know, um, and please people don't freak out, but, um, you know, just envisioning what things could look like and closing down Robertson to be completely walkable. And it kind of gives you a, a little bit of an idea of what, you know, if you could just imagine what that would be. Um, but uh, who knows? We got maybe maybe at some point we'll get there to, um, you know, some uh, some streets that are fully closed down and walkable. Um, but for now, it's fun to kind of envision that and kind of get that flavor, especially in the West Hollywood Design District with the charming lights that are have a very European feel and flair to it. Wonderful. Well, um, I think that kind of brings us to the end of our conversation today, Nick. Um, I want to thank you so much for, for being our guest. I mean, I have to say that, you know, I really think that not only the Lapeer, but also the city of West Hollywood and the Chamber of Commerce and the Design District Bids and the Tourism Board are so fortunate to really have you there because you are such an amazing community builder and, you know, you're, that personality is just so perfect for West Hollywood and the Lapeer and so much of what is going on really, I think, can be attributed to you and your personality um, as being a community builder and your vision. So I just, I think it's amazing. Um, you know, I, I just want to thank you for that. Um, and to all our listeners out there, if you have not been to the Lapeer, get <laughs> you, yeah, over there. This was just so juicy. <laughs> I, I loved it. This, all of these jewels and gems. And so I think that if someone was really thinking about taking a trip out here, just listen to this episode and write down these and we'll have links in the blog post, of course. Um, but there's your itinerary. <laughs> Well, thank you both so much for the invitation. You're always too kind with your words. I'm so fortunate to be surrounded by such talented people, uh, including yourselves. And so it makes it, um, it makes it fun. It, that's where it doesn't feel like work. Uh, so, and then for those travelers out there, uh, just reach out directly. I'm, I'm happy to hit most of those <laughs> spots with you if you want to come by. I know Maxine and Tracy would be up for it too. Uh, so we're, we're always down to uh, host and to, to entertain and make sure everyone has a great time. All right. All right. Well, yeah, our pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, And we'll probably see you soon. I've got to get over there for some, I've been telling Maxine, we need to go over um, for some sush. So um, maybe we'll pop over there in the next week or so and and try and catch in person and see, say hi to little Chandler, Chandler as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you both so much and have a terrific day. Thanks, Nick. All right. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Oh, I just love that Nick Remedio. He is so amazing. And I, I'm so excited because, you know, just being a resident, Maxine, I always look forward to all the programming that's happening over at the Lapeer, um, you know, now. 
uh, and previously, because there's always something new and inventive happening over there. And I just love that. I just, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Lapeer. And one of the things that Nick shared with me early on was that he wanted it to feel like a European salon, you know, where people could come together and be open to the community and, and talk about books and art and food and um, just all of that kind of integration and community. And I feel like he really did that. And what's so cool about it is that those organic relationships have led to these pop-ups um, and these activations. So it's really authentic and really organic. Um, so I love that. Well, we had a lot of mentions um, about food in our conversation with Nick, but I'm just going to um, mention a few others. I know election week is past, but I just want to mention a couple of the businesses that had election offers for the I Voted sticker um, that were really awesome. And I just, I, I was so grateful to them and it kind of made me happy as I was like driving around town yesterday. Um, Lauren texted me something from Gracias Madre. They were giving away free margaritas with your I Vote sticker. Um, Tacos to Madre was offering $1 churros uh, and of course, uh, I went out and voted early last Friday. And as soon as I voted and I put my sticker on, you better believe I went down to Uncle Polly's and I got my BOGO um, and I got two meatball sandwiches, um, one of which um, my co-host here was a beneficiary. I'll let you pick that. <laughs> she did. She, threw, she did a meatball sandwich drop by, um, which was delicious. Yeah. So thank you to all those local businesses. Um, there are a lot more around town in the greater Los Angeles area, but thank you to our, our local um, businesses for supporting the vote. That was really amazing and awesome. Um, well, there's an update. I got an update on Bottega Louie. Um, it looks like, uh, I think rumor has it on Instagram. The open date is going to be November 9th on Monday. So fingers crossed, Maxine, we might be, uh, I might be over there for some macarons and some other delicious things on the menu. I hear good thing about their bolognese. Yes. Is that your favorite? No, actually there? my favorite is their salmon. Yeah, they, oh, have, they have a really okay. good grilled salmon. And then, I mean, mm. I can't decide if I prefer a Bottega Louis macaron or a La Durée, but they're both delicious. So I'm, I'm so excited. Oh, well, we might have to have a side-by-side. -side, um, well, you know, I asked Nick for a macaron bar with bubbles for Valentine's Day, which selfishly is close to my birthday. Um, so that would just make <laughs> all my French dreams come true if he does that for me. All right. Well, you're not going to wait until February. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I'm just imagining my, my, my macaron bubble bar at Lapeer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, as I was driving around doing errands the last couple of days, I noticed that there's um, something that has popped up on, on Fairfax, um, just, let's see, south of Santa Monica Boulevard, kind of past the Just Food for Dogs. Um, and it's called Grain Traders. And it's this very cool looking space. Um, the I didn't go in. The materials looked all natural. And I looked them up online. Um, and it looks like a really cool, um, I don't want to say co-op, but it looks like they've got prepared meals in there and some groceries. Um, and um, if the food is as good as it looks online, um, it looks amazing. So I'm going to have to go in there and check that out. But I did notice that there was something new that had popped up in that part of town. Well, Thanksgiving is three weeks away, and it's not too early to start thinking about Thanksgiving. Um, and I have seen in my emails popping up um, Suzanne going from the famed Luke and AOC from the Luke Group um, is offering um, some pretty amazing um, menu items 
Um, so take a look at them if you're looking for someone else to do the cooking for you. And uh, another note from Lauren, apparently Rock and Riley's Up on Sunset is offering Thanksgiving. I think it's all you can eat. So we'll look to get more information on that. That would but, be interesting. Uh, start- <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Well, and I, and I love, you know, I love Nick's idea of whatever they might be doing um, to stay tuned of a Friendsgiving idea. So I know one year my dad came down um, when he was still alive and we actually had our Thanksgiving at La Park and it was really, it was really nice. So sometimes it's just nice to have someone else do the cooking. Okay, so moving on from food, let's get into some fashion. And of course, Nick had that great little tip for the guys, um, you know, John Varvatos. If you've ever seen Nick at a meeting or an event, he does he does like to bring the fashion. Um, I love that he'll wear a vest and, you know, he really loves a good fitting suit. Um, I did not know they offered tequila on the rocks, so check that out. And for me, <laughs> I saw this really great meme on Instagram about, I'm a beauty girl, right? I'm a, a makeup girl. And so they showed the inside of a mask and the makeup that is there and they said just proof that we wear makeup for ourselves and it's true I'll put on lipstick and then throw on a mask and then I've got lipstick on the inside of my mask and no one can even see my lips so Hunties has solved that and they actually have a mask that is a picture you upload your picture and then they print it out of your, like your face so it could be your lipstick and I think that that would just solve the problem so I don't even have to put on lipstick I'll just put on my mask that looks like my face so oh I my know. gosh I love it everyone's getting so creative with these masks aren't <laughs> yeah they? totally it, it's almost it's almost kind of fun to see like what new and inventive is coming out I'm sure we're gonna have some interesting things coming out for the holiday season that are very thematic yeah as well. and I know um speaking of fashion that we love I'm a makeup girl you love a really good t-shirt and a comfy sweat but you also love your home so I know that you're crushing on the Robertson house oh my gosh okay so I was running around yesterday I think it was and um I just had to go in and take a peek at that new James Purse Robertson house that we talked about last week um, and they, uh, even though they're all boarded up, um, I got to go in through the back and they actually have, uh, I won't tell, I shouldn't, this is like a big insider tip, but there's actually free parking in the back. If you go through the alley, which is like unheard of. Um, and that block block is very popular because they are on the same block as the Ivy. Um, if not directly next door, I think they're a couple storefronts away. Um, but I went in there and Maxine, I have to tell you, um, it is absolutely beautiful. It's like, it's along the lines of restoration hardware. Um, and that building, like you walk in and you're like, wow, if I ever win the lottery one day, I want to have whoever did this architect my home. Um, it is absolutely beautiful. It is so calm. It is serene. The textiles in there are beautiful. The blankets, the throws, the chaise lounges, um, and they're also going to have, um, when we get through COVID here, they're going to be offering a, a, a cafe there and you'll be able to get, um, small bites and enjoy those in the outdoor, um, patio area. That's got a, a nice big fountain and some outdoor tables. And I was like crushing big time on everything there. And it's absolutely gorgeous. So, you know, um, the holidays are around the corner Christmas. If you want to get, you know, something special and unique for someone, um, go ahead and check out um, that Robertson House by James Purse. It is just really, really wonderful. So cute. Um, and, the, you know, those comfy clothes are great for the lounging. But, And I think that leads us right into health and wellness with 
all of the stress that's going on right now with the elections, I think self-care is more important than ever. So let's talk a little bit about some of the finds that Ms. Lauren found for us. Yes. Well, Lauren lives across from La Park and she had um, mentioned to me a couple of weeks ago that she thought that they were doing yoga up there on the rooftop uh, in their tennis court space. And sure enough, I saw something pop up in the at we know we Instagram stories and Jake, the trainer, uh, is doing yoga there at La Park on the tennis courts. Uh, he's done he's done yoga previously at the rooftop of the Andaz, as well as uh, the old Pally House there on Holloway. So um, that's really exciting to look forward to. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I I can attest for Jake. I really love his class. He's that's a great um, thing for the La Park to be offering, and it looks like it's open. That's to the lovely. And that's right around the corner from my house when I'm doing my mm -hmm. Peloton app mm -hmm. outdoor walk, which is you know my quarantine at home hack. Um, I often walk right past La Park, um, so that's still one of my faves. You know, I like to do go into hike mode and hit Mount Olympus and do some of the hills. And our friend Mylene is waiting for her Peloton bike to arrive in January. I'm so jealous. <laughs> but in the meantime, she did her first power walk with Peloton and um, also said that it was a lot of fun. So <laughs> um, I've got two other notes in health and wellness from Miss Lauren. You know, she's um, she loves her Legree classes and she wanted everyone to know that the Megaformer studio is bringing the Megaformers outside. I think they share that space with um, a, a uh, apartment building. So look for that. If you, if Legree is your thing with those uh, Megaformers, uh, it is a really hard workout. I did one like 20 minute class and um, I was really struggling to get through it. Um, so anyway, but if that's your deal, go check that out. And then also one of Miss Lauren's uh, local West Hollywood favorites here, F45. Um, ha they have new class times. It uh, looks like some afternoon classes at 5.30 and 6.30 in the afternoon uh, in the Rocco's Paradise space. So go uh, check that out uh, for your holiday uh, health and wellness tips. So that brings us now to a section that um, we're always see to, sad to see a business close. So this one was right in my neighborhood, Coco Queen. Tracy, I know you were a big fan. I Yeah, I really did. I love their gold dust chicken. Um, and I love the family there. Those, um, the French, they were French owned. Um, so very sad to see that um, Coco Queen go. Uh, unfortunately, um, I have to see that's a great space. Um, and it's built out. I, it would be great for someone just to jump in there and plug in and pop something up there. Maxine, yeah. It's very in fact, French. I think that the, um, the business before theirs, I want to say was like an atelier. So it was, I think it was clothing. So yeah, I could see how that would have a sort of a European vibe right there. And, uh, in your neighborhood, I don't know if you had a chance to go by, but last week we had mentioned the new concept in the Amazon pop-up shop, uh, our scooters by hover. So I did pop in there. I wanted to see what was going on. And sure enough, they've got a, a variety of, um, you know, scooters kind of along the lines of the bird, you know, type the, the bird type model scooter that you see. They also have hoverboards in there. Um, and then they have this contraption that you can hook on to a hoverboard. It's got like a seat and handle. So you can basically, if you're kids, you can, I, I don't know, maybe drag race your hoverboard. I don't know if it's a good idea. Uh, I'm still not 
clear actually where hoverboards are legal or illegal here. So I don't know. It was interesting, but uh, the, the, the uh, employees there in the store said that there would be something coming to that Amazon uh, space. You know, they're, they're doing a new pop-up monthly. So maybe in another two weeks we'll, we'll have something. And I did not mention to them, like, well, you know, that scooters are illegal in West Hollywood. I decided to keep that to myself, but um, anyway, uh, if your kids are into scooters or you're into scooters, go in there and uh, check that out because um, it's pretty cool for transportation. Yeah. And then a little bit south, um, you mentioned some things that you saw at the Beverly Center and the Beverly Connection. I did. So I went into the Beverly Connection to, to Marshall's. And it's my favorite go-to place for, um, you know, home goods. <laughs> um, like I got a pizza stone in there and those, those Moscow mule mugs. Um, but I also popped over to the Beverly Center just across the street there um, yesterday, actually. Uh, I had some stuff I needed to pick up at Bloomingdale's and instead of doing curbside, which they offer there at the Beverly Center, uh, I walked in. I just kind of wanted to see what was going on in the mall. And I, I saw that pumpkin patch that they had mentioned that was there was on the the, the street level, Maxine, um, by that old uh, the restaurant. I uh, can't remember the name of the restaurant on the way in. Um, uh, but then I uh, I went up the escalators, not the elevators. Uh, up to Bloomingdale's and walk through. And uh, that was my first experience in an outdoor or I'm sorry, indoor mall space. I have been over to the Grove and also to Century City Mall. Um, you know, not a lot of people in the malls, you can imagine. Uh, and as I walked into Bloomingdale's, of course, you know, gloves, masks, uh, hand sanitizer, everything. Um, so that seemed like a pretty pretty good experience uh, and wasn't too crowded. So, you know, if you're feeling like you want to get out there and do a little walking and, you know, go over to the malls and check things out, um, you know, it, it's, it appears to be safe. I think, you know, your weekdays are probably going to be a lot uh, less populated than your weekends. Um, but, you know, go over and check it out and support. Yeah. Your um, I actually, we, you know, we mentioned, we shared their pumpkin patch and um, I sent that to the Beverly Center team via DM and they responded and followed me on Instagram, the Vanity Girl Diaries. And so maybe we have someone mm. on from there and they can let us know what's going on with some of the retailers um, inside the mall. Okay. So that was a lot um, this week from Nick. I love all of his insider tips, not only about what's going on with the pop-ups and the programming at Lapeer, but just some of the things that he loves in the neighborhood and the things that we love in the neighborhood. So as always, we thank all of you for listening. We'd love to hear what you're crushing on in the West Hollywood neighborhood. We might even start expanding a little outside of our borders with some WeHo adjacent things. Um, we've got some things in the work for works for you guys. And so from West Hollywood, that's a wrap from me. Thanks to all our listeners out there. Stay safe. And we will see you next week on We Know We Ho.